0: Today's episode is sponsored by my online courses. Like what you're hearing so far on the podcast and can't wait to get started organizing your home, wardrobe, kids, or schedule? I get it. Head over to everythingwithstyle.com and click on the online courses tab to get started now on your organization transformation. Each course is loaded with before and after photos for inspiration, videos, and checklists to keep you on track to accomplishing your goals in three simple steps. Everything you need to go from crappy to happy is inside those courses, and they were designed with Busy Moms of Littles in mind. So check out those helpful online courses at everythingwithstyle.com and get ready to feel less stressed and more organized today. Okay, on to the show. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping Busy Moms of Littles organize and style their life in three simple steps living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos and our kids artwork really what God intended? No way. Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom's Organization Motivation Podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this interview. I have had this dreamy, wonderful, hilariously, delightfully and very real mom on my dream guest list for, well, it's been over a year now because before I started this podcast, she's the person that I knew would bring light and joy and laughter, but the realness. And so I am thrilled that she finally said, yes, I'm so excited that it worked out. And so I cannot wait to introduce you to, if you don't already know her, the amazing Joanna Ennis. Joanna, thank you so much for saying yes. I love you. You are so welcome. And thank you for
1: having me. It's a pleasure and a delight. And by the way, I'm really proud of you, just so you know.
0: Thank you. So, see, these are the kinds of things that we do on mom podcasts because the mom comes out in us. That felt like a very (laughs) supportive mom thing to say. And I love that so much. Thank you. Part of what Um, I do. You're welcome. uh, Exactly. It's so natural for you to just give that encouragement. (laughs) And I know that's going to come today. I, I have to tell you all that. There is no question in my mind that you will be blessed. Whatever is going to come out of her mouth today, you will be blessed. And I know this because I have seen her speak at many events, uh, mom life, running the mommy and me classes, um, even just doing stuff with uh, bigger events, like if gathering, I love your leadership style. I love how you are approachable. You get stuff done, and I gotta say, not only is your obviously these are God given talents of yours, but I feel like probably we should acknowledge your kids in this because you've got probably. five of them. Yeah, yes, so I have five. You do that is like a million. That equals a million when you're that yeah, outnumbered. Yeah, and they range in ages too. So will you tell us before we get started a little bit about the ages of your kiddos and kind of where they are right now and how. Having not many children have impacted your amazing life and how you do what you do okay well
1: um, wow yes I must <laughs> start first by acknowledging my husband Jeff we've been married for 28 years coming up and without him um, none of this is possible in my life clearly not the kids anyway and not the stability <laughs> that I have just in my waking up every day looking at him saying do we got this we've got this so um, And I shout out to my husband, but um, who
0: I just prepared for whom I just prepared a a delicious lunch. Uh, That's what I was just thinking. I thought you have to know that as we were hopping on, I said, okay, I'm going to hop on, you know, I'm a little early. I'm hopped on test everything. And she's like, PS, I'm, I'm making him a little sandwich or a little snack. And you guys all should also should know about Joanna that she is an epic chef cook I don't even know what like I feel like the food at your house is anointed we're going to get back so to that because we'll, we'll I get actually back need to that, talk to that because
1: that's like yeah. yeah that's part t- that's part two that's really oh, significant it. the table is a really big part of just who I am and how my life expresses how I express myself in my life but my children we do have five kids we have three boys and two girls I have a daughter Haley she is 24 and lives in San Diego now. She graduated from university two years ago and she's living and working there. And I love her so much. Um, I will say that five times, hang on, that was time one. Uh So my second born is Jonathan, he's 21. He's a rising senior at the University of Michigan. So he lives in Ann Arbor most of the time. And this summer he is in Florida, so we already miss him. And I love him so much. And then there is Andrew and he is graduating from high school, headed to Texas for college in the fall. And he is the inspiration for all of my stories, always, (laughs) uh, because he is the most like me. He travels around with a little bit of mischief in his eyeball but a giant heart also so I just love him so much and then there's Elise she is 13 going on 22 right um, yeah and her um, highest ambition right now is trying to figure out how she can travel on an airplane stay in a hotel in a foreign city as in a foreign country city in a foreign country by herself like she thinks this would be great to do you know like tomorrow so um I love her too so much and then there's Matthew, he rounds us out. Matthew is, oh my gosh, he's got these dimples and these blue eyes and, and uh, he is almost 12 going into sixth grade in the fall. And I love him so much too.
0: Yes, they, all of your children are delights, <laughs> but I have to say, I have a little soft spot for that Matthew, I he's delicious. He, he, I-
1: he has it right back for you. He actually Aww. told me when I told him I was coming on, he goes, what? Oh, she's one of my all time favorite teachers. That's what he
0: said. Oh, he he quote was quote. in my second grade class. Yeah. I love him. I love you, Matthew. I know you're listening.
1: Um, yeah, okay. At listen
0: some point. He is precious. Uh, all of your kids are amazing. And your kids are amazing because of the awesomeness that you bring and your mm-hmm. wonderful husband too. And I love that it's that dynamic duo between the two of you that just make it work. Wow. I love that you ask each other, do we got this? And the other one's quick to say, we got this. And I would imagine, mm-hmm. and I think this might even feed into what you're going to talk about today, which guys, I have to tell you, I really didn't give her any inspiration because every time I hear her yeah. speak, there's, I'm not giving you inspiration because it's going to divinely come to you and you're going to take over. But I will say It comes in seasons. I mean, one husband might say, We got this. Another season, the wife might say, We got this. Sure. I mean, as these kids get older, another season, the kids might be telling us, the parents, We got this. It's true. So, absolutely. And even as I speak, I have to tell you, I can hear you guys know that I record these things uh, two or three or four weeks in advance. And I'm telling you guys right now that I am listening to helicopters. Who are going over our mountain ranges that are right behind us because we are dealing with these crazy fires right now if you guys have heard about this in the news, and um, I am I am thrilled if you guys are picking up on on that sound at all Um, they're coming quite close to my window, and I'm happy about it so. Well, sweet Phoebe winter is probably going to try to edit some of that out. I will tell you, I am grateful and they can make as much noise as they want because they're saving our houses right now from catching fire. So the season, the season we're in, it's a little bit crazy. And then coming off the heels of COVID and I'm just going to turn it over to you, Joanna, because I feel like you. Mm have something on your heart that you want to share. I know a a big part of it has to do with grace, which I've talked about on the podcast before. I love it and giving ourselves grace, but I will tell you there's an unofficial title that we were cracking up laughing (laughs) that her genius uh, crew AKA my creative team, my creative team, team, her creative team, Mm -hmm. they get paid the big bucks, right? Big Um, bucks. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, the unofficial title for today. Well, we're going to call it, let grace gather the unofficial title. And I quote from, I think, is this your oldest? Yes. Yes. Uh, learning to let grace go when you just can't take it anymore and you need to say a curse word. And that's true. (laughs) I felt that deeply in my soul when she suggested that title. Well, so it's, talk it's, to us. It's, sure. So
1: I should let you all know that um, yesterday when Haley and I were talking about me being on page appearing today with Paige, um, we were knocking around what what we would imagine Paige could tagline this. And she mentioned that. And I think because she's a little tired, she spent <laughs> the last she has spent the last six days up here with at our home attending and running the show while Jeff and I were gone for a few days, actually for almost a week. So she did that swimmingly well, but I'm sure she had a few moments where her grace quotient was lower than she would have liked it to be. Um, I'm sure life. she did not say any curse words because we're never. not a cursing family, really. But you never know. Yeah, she could have been drawn to like almost get there. Yes. Um, wow. Let's see. Well, I think that something that comes to mind right away is the need to kind of like put it out there and address that. We've we really marched through a really peculiar season, regardless of what how old you are, how old your children are, whether you have kids, you don't have kids, whether you're a grandmother, an auntie, an uncle, a father, a grandfather. It's just been weird. It's been um, peculiar, unfamiliar, it's been isolating. And even now, as things are in some places more open than in other places, I feel as though the One of the unfortunate and I can't help but see it as negative outcomes of this entire experience is a level of divisiveness that didn't exist before. And we can point our fingers, I think, to many, many things um, that would lead us to be divided one against the other or have, you know, our opinions about what we've just gone through might not line up with someone else's perspective on it. It's not been really great when it's come to sort of locked arm unity in terms of um, the human person or condition, and nor has any of this, in my opinion, helped us to really look at another person and see them as the image bearer of Christ. So when this all went down in our own family, our children, we had three at home, two are not at home. My husband owns uh, uh, his own business, his office and employees are in Santa Monica, California. And we went from everybody doing what they were supposed to do to everyone being home. And I mean, everybody, Um, with the exception of Haley. She was in her own place um, in San Diego, not in her office. And with the at home, which was for everyone was so peculiar and was like a seesaw. We just was like, it was great. It was terrible. It was what's going on. I have no idea. You know, let's watch, do a movie marathon, but we should be doing some school. I mean, it just, you just didn't know day became night, night became day. It was Groundhog Day. And you know, by about week eight, um, and Paige has heard me mention this before, in my own family, I think what I personally began to recognize was that I was holding it together for my kids' sake, but inside I was struggling with real fear, real anxiety, real worries, real concern. And then, of course, as time waned, moved forward, we were then observing epic cultural, civil, political unrest. Um, And it's not just in the US, we have connections globally. It's wrought this upon all people. And uh, I shortly determined that I had better kind of not dig down deep on my own, but two things actually I'll share with you. I determined, determined that I had to pull back to the forefront of my mind something that my husband said to me when our children were very small and he was traveling all over the world for work. And it was me and three kids, four kids, five kids, um, which is if any of you out there have one child, that's epic. Like you're not outnumbered numbers wise but you're outnumbered in terms of just kinetic energy. I mean, you you just are outnumbered and you cannot meet all those needs in short order. Well, you take that and multiply it by five, right? So you can't do it. It's foolish and folly to think that you can't. And in a way, I was brought right back into that, having four very different people, not babies, disparate needs, their own lives having been upended, their own manifestations of the anxiety and the fear that was coming, kind of being pushed in there, the isolation they were each feeling um, and experiencing, which was really real, um, most prevalent in my oldest son who got yanked from his sophomore year of you know, this experience that he thought he had basically earned and assumed he would enjoy, like everyone else assumed they would enjoy whatever they were doing. <clears throat> and so the first thing that I realized is that um, I was back in this position where I had all these people who needed me to do certain things and some days I didn't feel very steady in terms of my ability to do them. Jeff one time on the heels of a business trip when I'm sure I looked like just you know a train wreck um, I'm sure I was sobbing because it was all so hard and also difficult and I remember specifically sort of admiring these women who seemed to have their act together and they were all you know all cute and running around town like they didn't have spit up on them and they weren't lugging a dirty diaper they forgot about in the back of their backpack or whatever they didn't even carry a backpack it was like you know who cares a handbag when you have five kids like <laughs> no you don't you carry you a don't. very practical you don't so he looked at me and I remember he just basically gave me the stare and he said you are you need like you need to remember something that you have completely overlooked. And I was like, (laughs) what? And he said, what you're doing is noble. Your work is noble. And I remember thinking to myself, what, you know, what does that even mean? And he just, he repeated it. And he said, you know, there is no one else that can do what you're doing. No one can even come close. I could hire five people. They wouldn't do what you're doing. Your work is noble. And it's valuable and it's long lasting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's essentially eternal because they will be raised, they will carry their own families, those children will have their own families. What I choose to do with them, it moves through them, it moves through to the next generation. And, you know, I know that being older and wiser and having lived longer than maybe some of you listening, um, what you are all doing is in fact, noble work. Do not lose sight of that, especially in the face of the Instagram feed that you're stuck staring at while you're nursing a baby with milk coming out your other boob, you know, Mm -hmm. or you get to the store thinking you're all that, and then someone take a look in the mirror and you've got spit up down your back. It's noble. What you see created for you to consume is not real. Therefore, it can't be noble.
0: Wait, I'm going to need you to say that part again, too. Sure. What you see, what you consume,
1: when you pick up your phone in your boredom or in your malaise or in your frustration at how hard your life is in the moment, you need to specifically remember that what you are seeing and therefore consuming is not real. Therefore, it cannot be noble because it is without substance. It has no bearing. It isn't actual.
0: I and love that. let's that's, just be real. I'm letting that sink in girl.
1: <laughs> but I'm just gonna say, can we all just like be honest? Your Instagram is pretty much ads now anyway. It makes you wanna buy more stuff. Like then that just means you have to find a place for it. So yeah, that's just like your caveat good, that. But good point. That was the first point. thing I realized in the throes of this COVID. I had to go back to re- to really like almost remind. I had to remind myself, like, okay, this is very different than what I did with them when they were younger. This is harder, and the consequences are larger and more long lasting. I can't afford to not pay attention. I can't afford to lay in my bed and put the covers over my head, mm-hmm. or have a temper tantrum, or you know, drink wine at three in the afternoon. I mean, you you. No. Oh, wait, we, we weren't supposed to do that. There may have been a couple days. <laughs> well, you know, if it was a Saturday and you were like hanging in the backyard, I, I, I can go there, but <laughs> right. you know, if you're sitting, if you are sitting like in your closet, like trying to hide mm-hmm. behind your blouses with a, mm-hmm. no, that would, you no. should have called me.
0: Pull yourself so, out, pull yourself yeah, out, pull yourself out. So yes.
1: that, that for me was one thing to remember that this is, this. and, and I will say that once I recognize the need for calling out my role in that covid tide period reminding myself that's what it is that's what the work is then i had to ask how how was i going to demonstrate that to them um i then this is the second thing that really um that i i really i guess pulled myself up hung my hat on or held on to one recognizing the work was noble and two from where will I get that strength
0: absolutely because
1: I will tell you that when my children were small there was a very dark period in my life where I was just like really god is this the best you can do throwing all this at me well I'm going to show you and I was like you know an NHL player who was you know rookie of the year, just checking off these like, boom, boom, you know, bouncing these things, punching at all that life could throw me and actually daring God to give me more to, as if to prove that I can handle this too.
0: Joanna, and, I, I can remember hearing you speak about that time in your life. And I, I normally I'm crying because I'm laughing so hard when you're talking <laughs> about like Andrew stories and like chasing them around the kitchen, you know, with, like I love that. Oh, yeah, Love. That's, a,
1: that's part two.
0: So good. That's how, not
1: to dis, that's how not to discipline your children with yeah. all your Italian anger. Yeah. No, yes. that's
0: not good. That was, that was for sure. Hands down. One of my favorite, my favorite <laughs> parenting panels, because I had a very, very, I had just had my mm-hmm. second and I had a very little mm-hmm. one. And I was like, I really, two days ago was doing that and yeah. <laughs> losing it. And I, and that was so relatable. Um, but yeah, I just, it just, Mm-hmm. Very much resonates with mm-hmm. me these things. Well, I
1: think that, that it's
0: this. I think that uh, that real shame, and
1: I, I, I know that my children are older than maybe some of your listeners, but maybe not. But I can recall and 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 keeping my finger in the little the little people pot, so to speak, with other mm-hmm. moms who have mm-hmm. small children. I don't think it's that different. I think it's actually exacerbated this need to appear that we really have it all together. I mean, it just exists. And I go back to the images that we consume. We then attempt to to um, modify our life, to sort of, um, appear somehow, like we've got it going on and it creates such a loneliness in our lives. I feel because we're just not being honest. And then we withhold community because we aren't feeling confident enough to have someone over into our mess or over into our disorderliness or then, or, or inviting them into maybe the true, um, disorderliness and loneliness in our hearts. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a lonely spot. And when you determine that you don't even need, need our, we don't need our heavenly father to be our anchor and ballast, Cause we're like, really, you're just not doing it how I think it should be done and, and fast mm-hmm. enough, even. So I'm going to take care of it. Well, just like it's a disaster. Well, we and I talk about that another time.
0: Yes. But, and especially us with these, you know, these type a personalities, very go-getters, very, we mm-hmm. can plan ahead. We can mm-hmm. get all of these things done, take care of our stuff and take care of other people's stuff mm-hmm. to have that. You, it's, it is imperative mm-hmm. that we are leaving room for the father. It's true. Um, yeah, So tell that's us more what happened. That. So
1: during, of course, so, um, we've established that I reminded myself the significance of my job
0: Nobility. and then the
1: inability. And with that comes, you know, all the mantle of that weight relate because there's, like I told you, they were all home, including my husband. He transitioned back to home mm-hmm. from his office, from working from home to those foreign territory for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, domestic duties never became more pressing. So there was a, a, really an element of like, oh my gosh, another meal. I think i stopped counting at 279 consecutive meals prepared. I have a note in my like journal. I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe I did the math, like 279. So That's
0: exhausting.
1: Yeah. And it's every day. And I do love to cook. And that is my, my you know, expression of love to the people around me, but come on, like, that's a lot.
0: Yes. I have to tell a lot you, of people. I have to tell you all listening that, that to know Joanna is to know that you have a place at her table, uh, Always. her, her children know this, her friends know this, her children's friends know yes. this, Oh, yeah. So yes, a good home cooked meal. And so mm. the 279 consecutive meals, did I get that yeah. number right? Those were home cooked meals and <laughs> delicious and yeah. yeah, divinely inspired, I'm sure. But and, um, and even I, it morphed into
1: room room service. Remember, I discussed yes, room service. I
0: yeah, put yeah, that service. in my notes. I loved that you even even amidst this crazy, you know. Mental oh warfare that we had uh, going on in our mom brains, you did something very sweet and very special. And it I put was. that in my notes okay, but, just to bring up quickly that you did do that yeah, cute little cute, room service moment for the kids. It was it was
1: super cute until it became like expected. And oh then no, their, tra- their tray would be out their door, like so is housekeeping gonna come get the tray and bring it back right. down. Oh, we kind of put a kibosh on it. But I do want to get to this quickly because I don't like we're looking at our clock too. Tell us, um tell us uh, so really recognizing that I'd been down that path of sort of self-righteousness before, which is no other word to call it, it's pride. Mm -hmm. And it's the worst of the worst vices, right? It's from all sin comes out of that. Um, I recognized that what I needed desperately was to reorient myself to the goodness of God, to the um, reality of the, um, the triune aspect of God, the father, the son, the spirit, and to really recognize that, um, the world that's created, isn't a house where God lives here. And I live here in this sort of humanism, this economy of transaction of take and give, give and take, and God is here. He comes in when I I'm desperate. That's not it. It's the, it's a, he is, and he, it's scripture, it's mm-hmm. in the scriptures. He is all-knowing, he is all-being, he is before time, he's outside of time. He loves me and there's nothing I can do about it. And really what he asks me is to worship him. And I thought, what does that mean in this time? And it means to, for me, it just meant to be very cognizant of my, really my my sinful nature, my immediacy to transgression, just with my irritation or my my short-temperedness or my lack of patience, um, that's not extolling Christ to my family. That's not demonstrating the truth of who God is to the people who needed to see it demonstrated because they they had no other recourses, right? Mm-hmm. Back to my home. And so, yeah, in that I mean, there's I no place to go. And so right. it just really became, you know, Lord, I recognize my nature. Forgive me of it. Give me grace for this day, for this 50 minutes. I was going for this, this hour. <laughs> meal yes. prep, for this load of laundry. And it was actually became sort of, it's become um, a habit in my mind to continually pray which is what we're called to do. Pray without ceasing, not pray when we need something, not pray when we're happy. And I'm going to talk about that for two seconds because that's almost all we have,
0: right? It's okay. Uh, Take your time. That's too good. It's too good. Don't rush it.
1: the, 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 the life of one who has faith in Christ, a belief in God is, I think, I think we get it a little bit wrong when we, we just really think it's supposed to always be happy or easy or feel good. Um, I think there's something to the idea that to live is to suffer. And we don't know martyrdom suffering in our life. We live in the United States of America where we might feel a pinch. We might feel we need to be quiet about our faith or we feel funny about talking about it, but we're not being, um, we're not being persecuted for it. And we, so we don't have that physical suffering for our faith. Um, but we have things that I think are different, anxiety, we have things that aren't aren't godly that are in and around us all the time, and they do affect us. It's a spiritual battle, right? It's this COVID thing, the fallout from it, where we are raising our kids in it and the culture we're raising them, it's hard and it's uncomfortable and it's uncharted territory. And what is my response to that? The same, Lord, give me grace for this day, for this circumstance, for this consideration. And that was really That's what the the takeaway from that COVID was for me. There was less of this urgency to like do my own thing to, you know, finally have the opportunity to pursue my whatever's COVID comes, forget that now, oh my gosh, everyone's home. I'm going out of my mind and no, the the reminding my being reminded that what I'm doing really does matter. What you are doing on the daily with your children really matters. No one is going to do it like you. Absolutely will do it. There's just the one you, Jeff told you, just the one one you, but there's the one you and all of the listeners, all of you beautiful listeners out there, there's only one you, your children only have you, you, you have to be honest with yourself. They have you and you have the power of an omniscient omnipresent God who loves you. And it's too bad for you. There's nothing you can do about how much he loves you.
0: No matter how and much we
1: try to be undeserving,
0: no, he there's will nothing you can do. love us. He does
1: nothing. He loves you no matter what. He loves you so much you can't, you can't even figure it out how much. And that is where you lean and you ask him to provide you that tiny, that tiny grace. Mm-hmm. And you recognize it's there for the taking. And you can, in fact, stand up with him forefront and do that, that you then show your children what it looks like to genuinely smile at them when they've had one more tantra because they've been on a screen too long or you know you roll your eyes because there's laundry when the clothes really aren't dirty I'm looking at that right now oh boy
0: that is a real conversation conversation. I'm like kids let me tell you how many times I wear my jeans before I wash them Please. you cannot put this please. in the laundry no it does get more... better it, does. Yeah, it gets better page because then oh, it'll be,
1: you'll have teens where they you say can we please wash that and they're like no it's all good oh that's it's, it's you really have to find the happy medium like hilarious
0: you know, 24 so, is pretty
1: good so okay oh, i don't oh know gosh, if we're, that we're feels really, far off i know it's far we're kind of going all over the place but i know that you wanted me to, to talk to you how may- did i manage to get through COVID? and Those were really the two things. One was a change of my perspective and the other was really a re-recognition of my need for that very real triune God in my daily. And it wasn't just, it was really um, a cognitive, it wasn't an emotional thing, it was a cognitive thing to
0: trust even when I didn't have it in me to do so, um, to ask for that grace. I absolutely remember those days of being so deeply in it. And, you know, it really resonated with me. The last conversation, uh, I think it was another parent panel that you were on where you talked to our mom life group. And, mm-hmm. and that resonated with me when you were talking about those just deeply sad, lonely, frustrating days. And we yeah. know Jesus and we love Jesus and we have right. seen him work miracles in our lives and in the lives Correct. of others. And, and, and for it to still come for us mm-hmm. on that for level sure. was, that was, I have to say that was alarming for me. And, and I've not mm-hmm. been afraid to spill the beans a bit, definitely people who know me, but even on the podcast, just about talking about, I mean, even at the beginning of this, this is the month of May. And I wanted just to kind of have it be like a celebrating mom specifically, because we have mother's day Mm -hmm. in this month. Um, and I talked about on the very first episode in May, asking for help. It's called ask for help. Cause that was something that was really hard at the time because it was that it was new terrain. It was new, yeah. um, totally new territory for us to be in this situation that nobody in the world had lived through, except for a couple of women who are a hundred years old. They're right. the only ones who have survived and they were babies at yeah. the time. Right. And right. so, you know, um, it was just, it's new territory for everybody. Uh, but for us, you know, fiery personalities who, you know, get the job done mm-hmm. and press forward, move forward, don't stop and for us to be feeling like that and know deeply that God is there with us. That really was rattling for me at that time. Yeah. And to hear you say that and I have just the utmost respect for you and I know how you are in your walk with God and to hear that that was a difficult time for you. Yeah. I I could I took a deep breath that day. Mm, I good. took a deep breath and while I'm usually <laughs> like I said, uh cry laughing over stuff you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I had real tears that day. That was something yeah. else I learned during the pandemic. I learned how to cry and yeah, I, it, wow, there were days. One. Yeah. There were days that I got in the shower to mm-hmm. wash the tears away. Cause I couldn't shut them off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. what is this life mm-hmm. right now? And it was crazy. Well,
1: yeah. I was going to say, I think that that is a really, um, excellent example for so many people to recognize the normalcy of, uh, feeling out of control. Mm-hmm. in I mean, we are talking about it like it's over, you know, okay. It is what it is wherever we are in the world with it. Um, but I think that we are carrying these things still. I think that we're, I think that we carry the, we're going to be carrying the consequences and the lessons from this for our lifetime. Absolutely. And I think that You felt that so desperately. I felt that so desperately. Yes, because we're extroverts to the like extroverted plus, (laughs) but even my most introverted people were despondent. And I think that is because we were designed by our creator to live in community. And as much as I love seeing your beautiful face over the screen, right? I would much rather be in your studio, like, right? Like like, where I could see you would talk with my hands and all that stuff like I do. So that, that, I think that that's something that worries me though, when I think about what is one of the negative fallouts, I think that some people have just sort of been, oh, well, and they're just sort of allowing themselves to stay in this place of detachment, maybe not completely, but I think we have to relearn and reflex our being together muscles and being open and vulnerable muscles and saying, come over, even though I've got jam on my table that I didn't have time to clean up. Just, can you just come over? Yes, you know? we
0: need, we um, need, I love that you said relearn. We do need to learn yeah. that. There is something that I do want to ask that goes along with this whole Sure. let grace gather thought, which is that if we are at a place now where we can ask for grace and we can offer that to our children, which we know that we have to do. Mm -hmm. We, we seem to be a a bit stingier, I think with ourselves with asking for grace and we give a little bit more grace to our kids. Uh, But I think my question, when I think about gathering is, do you think that once you start those baby steps, and this is another thing uh, I didn't tell you this actually, because it hasn't aired yet, but the episode before your episode airs in May is all about giving yourself more credit and um, and I talk about how almost that can exponentially grow when you do little things, because we do things like, you know, maybe on your to do list, you didn't put go to or you put go to the dentist, but you didn't put every single night that you remind your children to brush their teeth and show them how to yeah. floss their teeth. And we didn't put. Um, you know, clean a skinned knee, put a bandaid on and kiss it or say a little prayer when your kid comes right. home from school and she's completely distraught or he's completely upset because something felt unfair or unjust at school. We don't put those things on our to-do list, but we are doing those naturally and yeah. we are stopping our day and we are pushing pause on our to-do list. And we are doing those things because what, because- this is the the noble job that we have been given. And those are the things that are even more important than laundry and Mm -hmm. organizing a basement and, you know, whatever, those are the things that are going to, be the things that the children remember about us. And so my question to you is just like, I feel like that exponentially grows when we start to give ourselves credit for like, hey, you may have saved your child's life when they just bolted out to the street today. Did you put that on your to-do list? No, but you saved your child's life today because you saved them from that oncoming car. And then you taught them a lesson in that moment that we don't run out into the street. It feels... In a similar way that this is what you're saying with grace is that it can exponentially grow when you start to ask for this grace and you start to remap the way that you look at your job as a mom, and you see that as a noble job, and you're asking for grace, for God, for help, even every 50 minutes, do you feel like it starts to get a little bit easier? Do you feel like that grace compounds and maybe you start to sort of see a light at the end of the tunnel for anybody who still is, is feeling deeply those feelings. I would just want you to speak a little bit to that and then sure. we can go. Okay. So I think
1: that yes and no,
0: Okay. Honestly. I Tell think us. the yes
1: is that it's like any, it's a discipline, right? Praying is a discipline. Okay. Praying specifically for, um, if, you know, being in a position where you're always asking for stuff. I mean, really like you don't need stuff. You may be praying for health. You might not get that health. Um, Can you pray for patience? Can you pray for peace? Can you pray to to focus on kindness to a person who's difficult to you? I think that maybe that might bear more immediate fruit. You're mindful that this is really a you thing you're talking about that um, I think you can ask for your mind to be transformed more Christ-like in the way that you live your life or that I live my life. So that idea of grace really dispensed to my family looks like, me um, being focused, being mindful, being attentive, being present. It's not at the expense of me, you know, jumping on my Peloton for 30 minutes and doing my workout at the gym or whatever your thing is, right? Um, It's here. And this is affecting here. It's my discipline to, it's it's a mind-body connection with my consideration of my faith, as I guess one way to put it, where Mm -hmm. in my traditional upbringing, it's mostly all been just emotion. But it's, what does the scripture say? What do they say about God anyway? What is he asking me to do? He's asking me to transform my heart, my mind to his likeness. That's what it is. So if that's what it is, and I can't do that on my own. No. I can't decide to do it. And if I ask for his gift of grace to step forward with that as my goal, I guess, then how is it going to look to my people around me? Well, I would hope that they're like, huh you're really like, are you okay? Cause you're not losing your mind over something that you wouldn't, you know, like, yeah, you know what? I'm just really in a place where I, I need to correct you here or you were in the wrong here or, you know, do I still, you know, it may still blow up. I, I'm Italian girl. I'm gonna like yell loud, but I'm going to recognize potentially the sin in my outburst, ask forgiveness for the behavior that was just delivered and provide grace in the kitchen, grace in the laundry room, look at it instead of this is my, there's a, there's a, like you're saying a pattern of my behavior that becomes habitual and it's much easier to do something with kindness and a deliverance of um, joy. than there is really with a snark and a resentment for having to do that job. Does that mean that I'm ever like not in a bad mood when I have to scrub a toilet? No. Like, have you ever scrubbed an 18 year old's toilet? Like,
0: I don't, let's not talk about it. That sounds awful. I'm just saying
1: like, and that's when I like look at him and I'm like, here, dude, like I am out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I'm, I mean, that's a silly example, but. I'm that's a real I'm example. A, it is real. It's a real example. I like, hope people. that I'm, I'm answering your question. And then no, all I think, of it is so good. I, I it's think relatable. the no in that the yes and the no, the no is this is never ending. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. And, you know, I can say that with authority Um, though I don't have a child who's 30, I am actively parenting like down and dirty an 11-year-old, a 13-year-old, an 18-year-old. And then you've got a 21-year-old and a 24-year-old and you can say, oh, well, their adults are on their own. Like, yes, but what they are now for me on the daily is, you know, I'm engaging with them as adult individuals as they navigate the beginning of their own independent life. I've let them go. I have to watch them make exceptional decisions and lousy decisions. And I have to watch them bear the consequences of both. And if you think your mother's heart is really stretched when your kids are little, you wait because you're watching them and you can speak to them and speak truth to them and they can choose to listen or they can choose to not. And then you stand by and you watch and you know what will happen because that's what wisdom gives you and they have to learn it. And that becomes a scar or it becomes... You know something that's flourishing in their life, um, that they bear that, and that's who they become, and that informs who they are. So the um, the it doesn't there's not an end to it. Unfortunately, I mean, sure. we bit the apple of perpetual parenting when we. Um, when we that apple had them, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess like most fruit, it can be sweet, it can be bitter, it can be spoiled, it can taste terrible, and you can be really full of it and not want any more. Or you can it can be, you know, it's insatiable. You want more and more.
0: That's sure, the nature of our game. Depending on that seasonal fruit, just how's Pretty that? Much. How's that gonna Look be? How cool that was. We just stuck fruit well, in there, made well, a salad full circle moment, little f- full circle moment there. Um yeah. Joanna. I could do 11 hours straight of this with you. And I I can. We'll
1: just do part two sometime. I I love it.
0: Absolutely. There's already things that are happening, but I just have to say, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you have a million things in the world going on in your life. (laughs) And I also am privy to know some, hopefully some very fun things that are coming in the future that I cannot wait to be supportive of. But I just want you to know that I needed this lesson today, as I always do when I hear from you and you just so genuinely bring the wisdom, bring the truth, bring the realness. That is you, Joanna Ennis. You equal real uh, and a whole lot of fun too. So um, I look forward to getting together physically with you very soon and seeing you and doing a big fat hug because uh, I miss you a lot. So thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you will take these amazing nuggets that she so beautifully Mm -hmm. said. I will definitely post some of these beautiful moments in, in show notes. So check those out as well over at everythingwithstyle.com. You just click the podcast tab and you can search for Joanna's lovely episode and see all of these fun things that she talked about. And if you want to connect with Joanna, I will definitely, um, put Joanna, do you, do you want to mention like where they could find you if they want to connect with you to have you speak in an event to just connect with you and see you do your thing? Super happy. Um, you know what? Honestly, the easiest
1: right now is just my email because I'm being pretty simple right about now. So Keep it's simple. just my first and last name, Joanna Ennis at Mac.com. Okay, perfect. It doesn't get easy. And you can put, you have my permission, of course, to put that in all your special clicky places.
0: So. Thank you. I'm going to put it in all the yeah. clicky places because she is a uh, super genuine when she talks about these things. It is because I think that you've been given this gift of listening, um, not just of speaking, that's very clear, but this gift of listening and just having this wisdom to help people and meet people where they're at. So I I really love that about you. And for me, I feel like I'm going to go on today. And as I pick up laundry and as I pick up my children from carpool, and as (laughs) I make dinner, I'm just going to keep reminding myself that what I'm doing is noble there is a point in it. And when I start Mm -hmm. to fall apart, I'm going to be praying for grace and praying for grace for them as well. And I hope that these are some of the things that you guys will take away with you today too. Joanna, I love you. Thank you so much. I love you back. You're so welcome. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. You guys enjoy the rest of your May and we will... Mm -hmm chat in the summer. Oh my goodness. Summertime is coming up. We've got some fun things on the horizon in the summertime. So I look forward to those upcoming episodes. Thanks everyone. Have a great day and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the mom's organization motivation podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everything with style mom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.